going on, everybody? How we doing? What is up? Hope everyone's feeling good. Beautiful Friday afternoon. Uh, watch it. I'm recording this a little late. I'm gonna be honest, a little late. Been fighting a little bit of a head cold past couple of days. Uh, took some night night medicine and uh, it knocked me out. Knocked me out. Slept in this morning. Had to work. Uh, but here I am. Lunch. Uh, lunch break, I guess. You know, watching a little golf. Doing the pot. I said, why not? Let's go ahead and get in it. And uh, we got stuff to get into. Um, I mean, Antonio Brown, I guess I guess we got to get into him just a little bit, though. Only a small amount. Uh, you know, week 18 is what we got coming up here. And right now, we got we got guys resting. Joe Burrow's not going to play. And first week 18 of, this, of ever, ever, also of 17th game season, really, honestly, only about three games actually matter, like, for playoff like, to, to get into the playoffs. Like, everything else is just kind of for seeding. Uh, and then games don't matter at all, really, for teams, except for draft spots and things of that nature. So, really, only three games matter. Uh, we got the big Sunday night game, obviously. Uh, Raiders and Chargers, we'll get into that. So, and then a couple other games that matter pretty heavily on divisional games. You know, the Packers. I'm sorry, not the Packers. Patriots and Bills are still fighting for that division. Although, you know, I think both teams win. So, it's just going to be the Bills. And the Rams and Cardinals as well, although I do think both teams win. Although, I don't know. I mean, the Rams, watch out there. They've beat them five times in a row. There's just something to that. Can't take that away. So, we'll get into all that little Baker Mayfield controversy. Monday night is the national championship game. Alabama against Georgia. And uh, Alabama's an underdog. Nick Saban is underdog. And I think we all know, if you've been listening to this show long enough, uh, we're like 75, 76, I don't know, some odd episodes in. You know how I feel about Nick Saban. And uh, Alabama is an underdog. Please, I will take that every single day. Uh, I'm going to hammer that money line for sure Monday night. Uh, so we'll get into all that much more. If you have not subscribed yet, please do. Uh, it's, you know, it's on Spotify now. You can click the little star thing at the top left. You can leave me a five star. I really appreciate it. I uh, appreciate you, everyone listening. Tell your family. Tell your friends. Tell your loved ones. Uh, let them know. We're, we just dive into football here. Let's just go. So we'll start with this right off the bat, because to be honest, I got to be honest, when I think about this situation right now, as I watch Justin Thomas line up about a 16 foot for Eagle here, when I think about this Antonio Brown situation, it's like, it's like when I'm in a CVS or I'm, or I'm at the line, you know, at a Walgreens or just a grocery store, you're at the line and you look up and you check out and you got the candies and your sodas and you got the tabloids and it's Jennifer Anderson and Ben uh, and, or, and, you know, or, and, and it's Kim Kardashian's ass and it's this and it's that and it's this, and, you know, it's always the, the you know, the, the, somebody in the Royal family, the tabloids. It's what it is. It's kind of fake. It's like, you know, it tempts you to pick it up because it's got like this you know, headline quality, you know, there's Kim Kardashian's ass right there. Should I reach for and grab it? You know, right next to the starburst and the juicy fruit? Maybe. But then, you know, what do we do? We don't, we don't buy it. I mean, at least I don't. I have never once bought that. And I can't even really say that I've ever really grabbed for that. I, I, I mean, maybe once or twice growing up, I, tabloids have never really popped me. And maybe this is why this situation where we have four years of evidence why we are so surprised and why this has to be such big news of Antonio Brown honestly stupefies me. It really does. I, I honestly, it's stupid to me to think about. It really is. Like, why are we talking about this? Like, okay. So, I mean, he wants to call out Bruce Arians. You know, they cut him. They call him out this and that. He's got this going to the outside doctor doing this. It's all a bunch of hogwash anyway. It doesn't matter, dude. You left 
on the sideline, said peace, started doing jumping jacks on your way out, talking about your hurt ankle, talking about you have torn ligaments, and it's so painful, you couldn't play, but yet you had to be so, so self-centered and make everything about you had such a fucking flamboyant exit. Let everybody know you were leaving, throwing up the peace sign and running around, and you're talking about your ankle, bro, and now we're talking about this. And now I have to talk about this. And it's not really news, folks. Bruce Arians does not want this guy on his football team. That's why he cut him. Jason Light did not want this guy on his football team. That's why he cut him. The only one that wanted is Tom Brady. Honestly, it's just, it's just, it's kind of fake. This guy says four years of history of doing stupid shit. Four years on four different teams. It's kind of a bad dude. Rape aggregations. I mean, he, he fucking almost killed a kid by throwing furniture out of a hotel window. I mean, these are real shit that's happened. I said it last week. Is, is, he's just a piece of shit, maybe. And it looks like he kind of, I mean, he just is. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I'm just everywhere I look because there's Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown. It's, and it's like nobody's talking about how Derrick Henry has emerged. Ooh, we're going to definitely get into that, baby. Titans get number one seed, for sure. I would much rather spend my time talking about Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans than giving a fuck about what Antonio Brown does or does not do anymore. He's not great anymore. He's still talented, sure, sure, you know, at the end of the day, does this hurt the Buccaneers? 100%, this hurts the Bucs, I mean, on the field, does it hurt them in the locker room? No, but at the end of the day, does does that mean they can't win a Super Bowl? No, what if somebody steps up, next man up, let's go, I just, I'm so over this, and I just had to split just a little quick second on it, about how, honestly, it's just drama, it's just TMZ nonsense, that's all he brings you. It's all he will ever bring you. I don't care. Get your surgery and come back. That's what he said. Okay, dude. We'll see if you we'll see if you come back in the league. But honestly, I'm not gonna spend the time, you know, thinking about it, worrying about it, talking about it anymore. It's over. It's done. See ya. Next man up. Here we go. Tyler Johnson and the dude that caught the game winning touchdown pass for the Buccaneers. You have Tom Brady as your quarterback. And Tom, honestly, I would kind of like to hear from Tom. I'll be honest. Because at the end of the day, Antonio Brown is there because of Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. I mean, nobody else wanted him. That's not a kind of, Bruce Arians did not want him. Bruce Arians had him in Pittsburgh. And he, I mean, come on. He he already knew. Jason Light didn't want him. It's not kind of it's not Jason Light's uh, Antonio Brown's not a Jason Light, like he's not comparable to Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. It's not the kind of wide receivers Jason Light likes to uh, draft. Look at Tyler Johnson. The only one I guess you could compare is the one that actually did replace him. But I just whatever, man. It's just TMZ. It's just something you just scroll past. And I'm just scrolling past it. And I just, I'm just, I just need everyone else to scroll past it too, please. Cause I, I can't see it anymore. Just can't. And another, you know, I guess big media thing that's been in the news this week and past couple days that honestly I didn't really hear about, I think until like two days ago is this whole Aaron Rodgers in the, in the reporter Hobbs or whatever. And he comes out and he says, you know, I would, I'm not voting for him because of, you know, because he's not vaccinated. I, I like one. I don't give a fuck. I I repeat, do not give a fuck if you are vaccinated or not vaccinated. I do not care. I have not grown up right or left. I have grown up with, I don't really give a shit. I kind of laugh at both sides very, very often. I don't care. All right. Did I think he didn't lie to his teammates? He did not lie to the NFL. He did not lie to his organization. He just didn't tell you, the media, Hobbs. He didn't tell the fans, us. That one, kind of I didn't like. That one was kind of like little Aaron Rodgersly, like, you know, 
kind of his way. Like, I get it. You know, he didn't want, he could have kind of said it, but yeah, I get it. You know, we tiptoed around, but we talked about that and it's fine. It's, you know, there, I don't give a shit. Like, but come on, dude. Like, this is also one I don't really want to spend time on. You're, you're voicing it. And now it's like, well, if Aaron Rodgers uh, doesn't win, it's because everyone voted him because he's not vaccinated. Or if he does win, it's because everyone's going to vote for him because, oh, it shouldn't be because of that. Now that's just a bunch of bullshit surrounding it. And to be honest, the MVP has kind of gotten kind of stale anyway. I mean, it kind of just has. If you look at it, I would said Aaron Rodgers would be my MVP. But if I'm not giving it to Aaron Rodgers, I'm not going to not vote for him just because where he stands politically or whatever the fuck you think it may be, because that's what you want to make this out to be, which is nonsense. But if I have to look at anybody other than A-Rod that I'm giving my MVP vote, it'd be the kid in Cincinnati who just won his division. And it's a harder division than the layups that Aaron Rodgers has every single year of his career. So if you look at the numbers, well, if you look at the numbers, Joe Burrow is slightly better, actually. I mean, now touchdown interceptions, you could say that, but Joe Burrow actually throws the ball downfield. Joe Burrow throws the football downfield. Aaron Rodgers does not throw the ball downfield. Joe Burrow has 15 touchdowns over 30 yards. 15. That's insane. Aaron Rodgers probably doesn't have 15 completions over 30 yards this year. And that's one of the reasons why he doesn't throw the interceptions. Unless Aaron Rodgers is still my MVP. I'm not trying to hate out. This is not what this is. He is my MVP. I would vote for Aaron Rodgers. Not voting for him because of that stupid fucking nonsense is ridiculous. I think that's the media just wants to eat shit up. And Big J journalist just needs to grab everything they can and just lift this way and that way and turn it to their own fucking narrative all the time. Whatever, dude. Don't care. You're a moron. I think they should change how they vote for the MVP. That's just my personal opinion. But if I look at what Joey B has done, why the fuck not? I mean, he, he has more yards, better yards per attempt. is slightly better. I mean, his completion percentage is, is not as good, but his QBR. I mean, Joe Burrow is right there for MVP. And if he gets MVP votes, I would not be surprised. And if he does win the MVP, I'm not going to be shocked. Would I be like, okay, you know, I, I, I would have voted for Aaron Rodgers, and I still would. If I had a vote, I would vote for Aaron Rodgers. But am I going to be upset or shocked that Joe Burrow wins MVP? No. Do I think he will? No. But if you look at what Joe Burrow has, he plays in a harder division. I mean, much harder division. He doesn't have as much talent around him. Although Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, and T. Higgins are studs. I mean, the Green Bay Packers are a better team than Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, top to bottom. Organization-wise, everything. <laughs> Come on. I just, I'm not saying Joe Burrow's the MVP. I'm not saying that. I would, I mean, why not? I, I don't, I, I, I imagine Joe Burrow probably get a couple votes. Now, he's not going to play this week, but he shouldn't play this week because he doesn't need to fucking play this week. He, he says the knee's fine. He's all good. No sign of aggravation. Just need, just doesn't need to play. There's no need. You locked it up. You're done. You're play, playing for seating, but it really doesn't matter. You're either the four, the, the third or the fourth. It's, I think that's it. That's done. Who cares? Like, whatever, man. Get ready for the playoffs. But Aaron's my MVP. It's fucking that nonsense. It's just nonsense. It's just also TMZ nonsense. Just trying to grab their own shit. Fucking ridiculous. Make people like me have to talk about it. And they, like, it, like it is news. It's not actually news. You know, it's not news that Aaron Rodgers is great. He's the MVP. You can turn it and make it sound like he, because you don't like his stance on anything. You can turn it and make it seem like whatever you want. But uh, you can't do, you can't, you know, copy what he does on the field. But you can't tweak that. We can all see what he does on Sundays. And what he does on Sunday is pretty fucking great, dude. So that's 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 all it is, man. All right, let's get into some football games here. Football, football, football. We got a couple games on Saturday. Uh, Chiefs 
Denver. I was actually looking to go into that football game in Denver. Um, it's not too far of a flight. Tickets were good. Um, I had free um, ones. I was going to take a buddy, but unfortunately he had to work, so pulled it back. But the game doesn't really matter anyway. It's just been a cool, you know, to see. I mean, it's just for the Chiefs. The Chiefs, It does matter. I guess the Chiefs are still trying to fight for, you know, number one seed. So they got that game on Saturday, Cowboys and Eagles. You know, the, you know, Cowboys and Eagles, they're both in the playoffs. Chiefs know they're in the playoffs. They won their division. Now they're battling for the number one seed, but if t- Tennessee wins, it doesn't matter. So they need to win, but they also need, you know, Tennessee to lose. And this is going to happen, I don't know, maybe. I feel like Tennessee is going to lock that seed up. And Derrick Henry, he's practiced this week. I mean, he practiced. They play Houston this week. I'm not, if they get a bye and they get Derrick Henry of two weeks of just, getting back, getting him in there, slowly getting, developing him in. Oh, baby, I just, I don't even care if he's 70%. I don't. I'll take Deontay Foreman and 70% of Derrick Henry, and I will call try to win a Super Bowl because I'm Mike Vrabel, and I'm a fucking stud of a coach as well. I, I'd get that shit moving. So two Saturday games, uh, you know, don't really mean, I mean too much, but the Chiefs are still playing for something. Other than that, honestly, really only, I mean, I know that there's some games out there. I know Steelers fans, that you still got a shot. You got to beat the Ravens. The Jags got to somehow beat the Colts who are still, I mean, trying to play for a good playoff spot themselves. I mean, I think there is a chance the Colts cannot if they lose. And then if, I think if two teams, I think if the Raiders and the Chargers tie, they're both in or something like that. So the Colts still got to win. They want to win this game and they want to go in on this. And it's the Jags. I just, I don't think it's going to happen. So that game does mean a lot for Steelers and for Steeler fans. I'm not saying that none of these games don't mean a lot for you as a fan or for your team, but in the retrospect of the playoffs, really only three games actually matter. And that's Sunday night's Chargers Raiders, the Niners Rams, and the Saints Falcons. Because the Niners and the Rams, the Niners are have to win. If they lose and the Saints win, Saints are in. So both teams, Saints and Niners, have to win to make the playoffs. If the, and they're going to play it, and they're played at the exact same time. The Rams are still fighting for the number one overall seed. So not only is a game where the Niners have to win, the Rams still want to win because they want, not the number one, sorry, they want their division. They want the NFC West. The Cardinals got the Seahawks. And then the granddaddy of all, the granddaddy of them all on Sunday is the Sunday night game, Chargers-Raiders, which is a playoff game because it's winner takes all you get in the dance you're there probably next monday night maybe if you're maybe if you're jay herbo on monday night football with i don't know peyton and eli that'd be pretty cool for your first playoff game wouldn't that justin you got to win this game but when you look at this chargers raiders game and this is the one we're going to get into first because it's 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 the it, it just is it's the it's the darling of the day it truly is it's the best Sunday night football game of the entire season because it is the last game of the season and it's for the playoffs. And it's honestly two AFC teams that are divisional rivals that have quarterbacks that people like, people don't like to, you know, I mean, the controversy with the Raiders all season, the Chargers, they should be, I mean, they have this new coach, Justin Herbert, talent all over. Everyone's picking them to maybe go to the AFC championship game, but here they are somehow against the dysfunctional Raiders. And what's going to be the best Sunday night football game of the year in Las Vegas fighting for their lives in the playoffs? Why? That's my question to you, Chargers fans, and to Brandon Staley and to everybody else. How are you in this situation? How, Brandon Staley? I understand you're a first-year head coach. I get that. 
Matt LaFleur is a first-year head coach with Aaron Rodgers, gifted Aaron Rodgers. He won 13 games. You were gifted Justin Herbert, right? You were gifted just, I, I mean, I, I, with a guy that talented, Justin Herbert has 35 passing touchdowns this season, folks. He's like third in the league in passing yards. He's, he's top 10 in every cat. I, I, he's up there with the Mahomes, the Rodgers, the, uh, the fucking Brady's of, with all the 35 passing touchdowns. Only those guys got him up there and him. Uh, he's elite. I mean, elite. And yet somehow you are playing on the road against the divisional opponent. And you have to win this game to make the playoffs against the Raiders. Against the fucking Raiders, who lost John Gruden, who their stud star wide receiver killed a lady at 3 a.m. And he's going to prison for decades. Another one of their young talent, uh, secondary players, gets goes to jail because of guns and he's firing off. He gets cut. Then they just lost somebody else on a DUI charge last week. Another a corner. D- drunk at the wheel at 3 a.m. And somehow, someway, Derek Carr has managed <laughs> to just haul everybody up this gigantic hill. And he has just pulled everybody up on his back. And he is going to go toe for toe, tit for tat, jab for jab, blow for blow, slug for slug with Justin Herbert on Sunday night to make the fucking playoffs. For the Raiders fans, you got to be just so excited. For the Chargers fans, you're also excited. I mean, you, you get a chance to get a good get, matchup, but what you should have been? I mean, what you had, your talent? I, I just, it's it's been a little bit of a letdown. On the defensive side of the ball, mostly for the Chargers, for sure. And Brandon Staley's a defensive head coach. And that defense has talent all around it. Joey Bosa, Derwin James, Kenneth Murray. I mean, you got some ballers, dude. You got some studs. I I, I don't know how they're not better. I, I don't understand why they're in this position. Now, as a consumer, as a fan, as someone who absolutely loves the game of football, I cannot wait for it. And I want to see this every single year. But if I'm looking at this Chargers perspective, how the fuck did we get here? What is, uh, how? How did we end up sputtering a couple games? How did we end up losing those games, games that we should not have lost early in the season? How did we get absolutely boat raced by the Denver Broncos, who I will say have been a pretty decent team this year. But to get absolutely boat raced by Teddy Bridgewater, now that defense just tore Jay Herb apart. I get it. I understand. It's tough defense. It's great defense. Jay Herb is still young. But man, it's a little bit of a disappointment here if you're if you're on the Chargers side. But I cannot wait for this football game. Uh, Niners, Rams. The Niners probably going to roll out Trey Lance, although... I saw a picture or video of Jimmy with all taped up, throwing a football. I just can't imagine that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be able to be able to throw a football well enough to play in this game. This is not just week six. Okay, this is week 18. Win or go home. I mean, if you don't win, you have to hope the Saints lose. And they're playing the Falcons and it's leaning Saints ways. Even with all the shit the Saints are in. I can't see Jimmy playing, but... You know, part of me just goes, Kyle's going to play Jimmy. If Jimmy can throw, if Jimmy can throw a football, Kyle's going to play him. He's at least going to start him. That's just what, that's just what Kyle's been, what Kyle does. The history that Kyle Shanahan has put out. 
But I think Trey Lance should start, and Trey Lance should play. And I think Trey Lance gives them the best opportunity to win this game. We're talking about a team, a Niners team, that has beaten the Rams five times in a row with different quarterbacks. Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins, Jimmy Garoppolo, and uh, C.J. Beathard. Okay? They, and they have beaten, they have just absolutely owned Sean McVay in this Rams team with three different quarterbacks. So I'm not worried about Trey Lance being this, I, and I understand it's only, what, it's going to be his fourth start? You know, he's still really young. He looked really raw against Houston. He looked real early. It took him a while. That whole first quarter, it was pretty much nothing there. Didn't really get it going until halfway to the second quarter. And then the third quarter really took off, but can't really do that against this team. But I think he gives you the best chance because he's going to be able to mobile in the pocket. And I'm watching the Rams, and Vaughn Miller's moving a lot better. He is moving around and flying around a lot more than he did when he first got there. And, and Aaron Donald, yeah, I think he was dealing with something early, and, and he was kind of quiet. He has not been very quiet as of lately. He has been dominant. And this Rams team, they are good. But this Niners team, there's something to them that they have beaten them five times in a row. There's just something to it. This this McVay-Shanahan matchup here. I, I just, it's a huge game for the Niners because if they don't make the playoffs, if San Francisco does not make the playoffs, it's, I don't know if I necessarily look at it as a lost year for Trey Lance, but if you don't make the playoffs, it's not good. It's it doesn't look good. You would really have to get it going, and you got it. I mean, Trey have to hit the ground running next year, because I would argue he just needs some playing time. Just needs some playing time. You played Jimmy until he got hurt. Then you had to play Trey. Then you went back to Jimmy, and then Jimmy got hurt. Then you had to play Trey, but you kept going back to Jimmy. And I get it because it was Kyle's mindset is make the playoffs next game, next game, make the playoffs this year, Super Bowl, Super Bowl this year, this year. I get it. I understand it. But I, I would kind of argue maybe it might not a lost, a lost, a lost year is a, is the wrong term to use. Trey played. He got to learn behind Jimmy Garoppolo, who I don't know has been coached by Kyle Shanahan, Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, and Tom fucking Brady was he backed up for him in a Super Bowl. I think he's learned and soaked up a lot of information. So sitting behind this guy is not like sitting behind, you know, fucking anybody like Rex Grossman or some shit. Like you're sitting behind a dude that's been around the block in this league. He's been in the AFC. He's been in the NFC. He's been to a Super Bowl as a starting quarterback. Like it's not like it's a lost year. Like he got to learn something from Jimmy. Now is Jimmy Alex Smith? No, Jimmy's not Alex Smith. He got to learn. It's not a lost year. But he could have used more playing time. If you don't make the playoffs this year, you could have just he could have used at least four or five more games. Just soak up that all that. He's so young, and the only thing, honestly, everything that I hear everybody say about him, including myself, is he just needs to play more. You you can see it. He just needs to play a little bit more. He was deprived of his last year of college because uh, because of COVID. You know, he already played at a small school. He's already young. He's fucking 20 years old. Like, he just needs a little more playing time. Huge game here, though. The Rams trying to lock up lock up the division. You know, when you look at this paper, I think they're a four-game four, four, game, four game favorite, the Rams. And they should be. It's in L.A. They're the better team. They got the better quarterback. They have the better – I mean, I don't know. Do they have the better defense? The Niners defense pretty fucking good. Better coach? I don't know. I would say they're t- right, right there, you know, the same. Good game. Good game. And it's huge for the playoffs. And then the last, you know, playoff game is Saints-Falcons. If the Saints win, the Niners lose, Saints are in. 
And if Sean Payton, I was thinking about this yesterday. I was driving around. I was listening to some podcast. And I was thinking Sean Payton just popped in my head. And I was just thinking about what the Saints have done from Jameis Winston to Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill, even Ian Book got a start this year for the New Orleans Saints. And yet somehow, someway, Sean Payton has this team week 18 fighting for a playoff spot. It's it's remarkable. He is a superb head coach. And I, and I, I know around the league and around, I think, a lot of fans, you know, around the fan community, Sean Payton may be looked at differently because of the whole, you know, headhunting and everything, the scandal, whatever, all that stuff. He got suspended for the year, all that. You know, he, what was it? It was uh, cut the head off the uh, cut the head off the snake, kills the body, whatever this quote was. Whatever, man. Like that's coming. Back. He's a good fucking coach. This dude can coach. He is fantastic, fantastic at his job. And if he makes the playoffs, because the Niners can't beat the Rams because maybe they do got to start Trey and Trey's is not very good because it's only his fourth start in the league against a good team at home. The Saints beat the Falcons, which I'm not saying it's a lock. Saints beat the Falcons here. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm not saying it's a lock. Saints beat the Falcons here. Falcons have been pretty feisty here past, I mean, I guess all season, but the past about four or five weeks, they've really started turning on. You've kind of see their, where they want to go as an offense and a defense. And that's kind of, that's kind of where you you can judge a head coach in their first year if they if they get all the way through. How are you playing those last four or five weeks of the year when you're clearly not in it, like the Atlanta? Are, are you still are you, are you know where, where where's the direction of your team going? And with Atlanta, we've seen it. Obviously, they're not great, but we've seen the direction where they want to go. We've seen them fight. We've seen them be a, a, a really viable opponent. I mean, Buffalo they just went to, they just went toe for toe with them in the snowstorm almost cost Buffalo the division because if Buffalo would have lost, it would have been a lock wrapped up. Boom, boom. Patriots beat the Jags 51 to 10 and Buffalo stumbled against Atlanta. I, I mean, I, I know I'm trying to talk up Atlanta here, but when you're talking about the bills you shouldn't have stumbled like that, but the Falcons are playing good football. So it's going to be interesting, 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 interesting Sunday. And then, you know, three games kind of like outside looking in that don't really matter for actual like playoff spots, you know, Cardinals, Seahawks, Patriots, Dolphins, Bills, Jets, Bills and Bills and in the, in the Patriots still fighting for the division, you know, but if the Bills win against the Jets, which they probably will, and the Patriots beat the Dolphins, which they probably will, doesn't matter. Bills are going to win the division. So ultimately, you know, I think that's exactly what happens. Cardinals, I, I think Cardinals beat the Seahawks, although the Seahawks have beat, I mean, Pretty much beat the shit out of the Cardinals. I don't know, beat the shit, but they beat them every time they play in Arizona. Every time. It's with these two teams, it's the away team wins. It's pretty much how it's been every year for the last maybe, I don't know, six, maybe five, six, seven years. It's been a while. I've been like that for a while now. Even going back to the Legion of Boom. Going back to Legion of Boom, all that. They, they were, we, we were, we were beating them up in up in uh Seattle. So it, those games don't really matter playoff wise, just seeding. But these other three, I mean, Chargers, Raiders, it's a playoff game. Niners are fighting for their lives. Saints are fighting for their lives. You know, other than that, the week, week the last week of the NFL season kind of can be looked at occasionally as the first weekend of college bowl season, <laughs> where it's just like the Bengals, for instance. You know, Joe Burrow's not playing. I imagine Jamar Chase, he's not going to see the field. 
Tyler Boyd, I would imagine, is not going to see the field. T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, no reason for him to play. Not one. I mean, maybe a, a quarter just to keep him fresh or whatever. But Joe Mixon's dealing with injuries all day. He's a running back. I'm not. He's not touching. The wide receivers, sure, whatever. But, like, these guys aren't going to play. Like, Aaron Rodgers, he ain't going to play against the Lions. And they're still going to beat him because they're the fucking Lions. You know, Colts, Jags, that matters, you know, to the Colts because they got to win. But it's, it's still Colts, Jags. You know, if this was week 12, like, yeah, Colts, Jags. You know, it's, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, Bears, Vikings. You know, so, it, it, you know, we're going to have good football. I'm not saying these games aren't going to be good. These to be good games. You know, I think Bears-Vikings turned out to be a decent game. You never know. But it really matters in the retrospect right here. Kicking off the playoffs is pretty much what we're doing. Those are really all the games that matter. Those three. Chargers-Raiders, Niners-Rams, Saints-Falcons. And then you can throw in the teams that are still fighting for that division spot. But it's pretty much in those games. If the Niners win, all Cardinals, Cardinals win, their, they win the division. You know, and then if the Bills just got to, the Patriots got to hope the Jets can somehow, you know, be as good as they were last week against Tampa Bay, against the Bills, which let's be honest, the Bills have kind of let down against bad teams this year. It's kind of been their MO. They've kind of let down on good teams too occasionally. So we'll see if the Bills can wrangle it in here against the Jets. Uh, getting a little uh, Baker Mayfield, shall we? A little, uh... A little Baker's Dozen here. A little, uh, what does he do? Progressive? Is that his commercials? Is he, he's the progressive. I get them mixed up. I get all, they all do all the insurance, whatever. They're all something. They're all insurance. But Baker in uh, Cleveland, it might not be going so well. And I don't think it is. And I uh, I don't think he's there for very long. So a report came out that Baker Mayfield and his, con and his agent went to the Browns about changing, pretty much demanding changing you know, changes in his contract because he only makes, they picked up his fifth year option. And after everything is a first round pick and all the guaranteed money and it all comes and it kind of gets absorbed in when you get your fifth year option, the kind of guaranteed money for that year gets absorbed into the fourth year. That's why it's actually a good idea to pick up the fifth year option a lot of times because you get kind of guaranteed money absorbed in that doesn't really count against your cap the fourth year. And then you don't pay him anything the fifth year because he only makes $18 million. Right. So it, it, a report came out that he said this and then Baker comes out and says, this was not true. This is false. This is lies. We never did this. Blah, 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 blah. But it was from a pretty, you know, a, a respected reporter. And somebody told her this. It's not like she just came at this out of the blue. It, it, whether it's from Baker's camp, whether it's from the Browns, it doesn't. At the end of the day, it does not matter because it's clear. It's clear and obvious. It's done. I mean, I don't think this is going to last much longer. The, the Browns need to get other talent in here to try to either push Baker, and this needs to go in a different direction than what it has been right now, and see if he can outbeat, beat somebody out. Or if he can't, that's fine. Take a seat. Take a seat. Maybe, maybe you have some trade value. But a hurt Baker Mayfield has no trade value. A Baker Mayfield that needs soldiers uh, surgery that that is that is no value. I mean zero. I'm not trading for that. And the guy in his fifth year, a Baker Mayfield this year that wouldn't have gotten hurt. Maybe there's some trade value there. Even if you feel like the you know the the Browns could probably make something happen there. All someone has to do is take you for one year and then you can redo it. And it's only 18 million dollars. Lots of value there to trade for the Browns and for another team. But now there's nothing. And now it seems like it's just coming to an end pretty quickly. 
it seemed like Baker was pretty salty at the end of the year in every press conference towards things. I don't think he likes being there anymore. I don't know. I I don't think Kevin Stefanski and him get along. Apparently, that's 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 just kind of what comes out that they don't really get along. And he, Baker Mayfield, eventually, buddy, eventually you're just too cocky. Eventually you're too cocky for your own good. You just are. You know, there's a difference between being cocky and being confident. And you can be confident, and that's fine. You can be cocky, and that's fine. Got to balance. And it feels like Baker has not. Feels like he pouts you know, bangs his chest and beats his drum and does this about how great he is, about how much he's overcome him, and, and all his supporters do the same thing. But yet, when you're on the field, you don't show that. And I just, your number one pick, you're not valued there. You are not at all, at all a number one overall pick. I'm sorry. It's not like you need something. I mean, I don't think Baker can play in this league, for sure. Baker can play, but he's not a number one overall pick. I would love Baker Mayfield in the third round. If I was able to draft Baker Mayfield in the third round, woo-hoo, I got a home run of a hit. But Baker Mayfield, number one overall, and it's not even this GM or coach that drafted you. And you, you you played through this soul this injury. You really did. You played through it because you bet on yourself instead of signing the contract that they offered you right at the end, which I thought was a pretty good deal for you. Right, you know, at the end of training camp, you you said no. You want to bet on yourself and it backfired. And honestly, it looks like your days aren't gonna be numbered in Cleveland. And and, and you'll have to get yourself to another team and pretty much reboot your career. I, I just it's going south, it's going south fast. I just when this when this stuff starts happening, when reporters start coming out saying things, and then he has to come out and start saying no, it's not. She's a liar. This and that. That's when you know it's really, really, really bad. It's 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 a lot of red flags right now. I, I mean, if I'm the Browns, I try to push off of him as fast as I can. I know he's not the guy. I don't. I don't. He's he's getting surgery. There's no way I can push off him. I gotta find something else. I gotta bring. I gotta bring other talent in to see if he can th- that. If 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 anything, Baker can make that talent better. Because I got to bring him in, he's going to try to beat you out, or it'll make you better. That's just that's what the Browns got to do. They got to bring in some talent that's not Case freaking Keenum. Bring in some talent. See what happens. Because at the end of the day, you're probably leaving Baker anyway. So can you give one more year? Can, can you maybe make a make make a push? Can you maybe be? Can you make? Can you maybe stay healthy and take it to another level? I don't know. I don't think so. But maybe you get someone else. You got to get someone else because it looks like it's coming to an end, and it might be coming to an end pretty quick. All right, let's transition over to some college football. Monday night, national championship, Alabama against Georgia. And Georgia is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Nick Saban is an underdog. And last time Nick Saban was an underdog, I believe, was the SEC championship game. Yes, I I believe so. I believe I'm correct. Yes, yes. And uh, in that game, he played... Oh, that's right. Kirby Smart in the Georgia Bulldogs. That is uh, that is also correct. And I also believe he won that football game by a boat load. I mean, an ass kicking. And they got boat raced. Alabama destroyed Georgia. It was not even close from the opening kickoff. And yet somehow, someway, just because Georgia, I don't know, beat the living crap out of Michigan, even though Alabama handled Cincinnati pretty good, just because th- that win margin, all of a sudden Georgia's a two and a half point favorite against a team that beat the shit out of them just a couple weeks ago, against a coach that has never, ever, ever, ever lost to you. <laughs> Not one time, Kirby. 
Not one time, Kirby, has uh, has Nick ever lost to you. 7-0. It's a lot of wins. It's a lot of wins, buddy. One of them was a national championship game when a guy named Tua Tungle-Viola came in as a redshirt freshman and threw a game-winning touchdown pass to another guy, the redshirt freshman named Devontae Smith. Yeah, they're both in the niffle. What are you doing? This is insane. How is How are they an underdog? I, I don't get it. I don't understand. But Vegas says they're an underdog. So they're an underdog. Moneyline is plus 115, folks. Plus 115. 100 bucks plays 115. 150 pays 172, 170, something like that. <coughs> Man, looking head cold, fighting the head cold, okay? I mean, this line. Come on. This it wasn't even this good in the SEC Championship game. I think it was plus 105. It's plus 115. Plus 115. If I had it, I, I'd throw uh, I'd throw a much, much bigger bet. Uh, but unfortunately, a couple bets went sideways on me the past couple weeks. And uh, I do not have uh, the funds that I would love to have to throw on this uh, 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 football game here. But it's absolutely nuts. I just, you know, and I understand maybe because Mechie is out and, I, I, I mean, no one's not like anybody's opting out. You know, I, I know that they, they have some injuries and maybe some COVID. But... At the end of the day, at the end of the day, this quarterback is not beating Nick Saban. And I'm going to take Bryce Young all day, every day. I just, I'm, I'm rolling for the tide. I am rolling with the tide, rolling with Nick, rolling with Bryce, rolling with that absolutely dominant pass rusher, Will Anderson. Just dominant. The kid's a sophomore. He would be the number one pick in the draft tomorrow, and he's a sophomore. He would have been the number one pick in the draft last year as a freshman tomorrow. <laughs> he, he's, he's really good. <laughs> he's scary good. Scary good. I mean, he's way better than, than Jadeveon Clowney, and everyone's talking about how he could have went straight to the league. That was pretty much just his size. Not, not, not how do- you know, he was dominant. You know, I mean, pretty much just a year and a half. You know, maybe two years. That third year was just a bullshit year for him. And we all kind of knew where he was going from there. <coughs> kind of a, I mean, he, yeah, let down for number one pick. But Alabama, plus 115, money line. Monday night national championship game. I, I, I'm all over this. I'm I'm going to be ready to go. I am ready to go. Uh, what's the Monday night game? Monday night game, Monday night game. Please hold. I just had it up, uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know what Monday night game is, but uh, you know, it's one of those times where you're lucky you have two TVs because it doesn't really matter with the Monday night game. I don't think Peyton Eli's doing it. So I'll be eyes locked in all on the Natty, little Alabama. They're going to be rolling against Georgia, plus 115. How are we not living on this? How are we not? You know, I mean, I'm not saying to bet your life savings, but all I'm saying is if you've ever, Ever one time, man, wanted to make a big bet, and you're just like, I just don't know. It's just, it's just so hard. The odds are just so against you. This is not that far against you here, folks. If you ever just wanted to lay down a hundred bucks, if you've never been a hundred dollar better before, I'm not, I'm not trying to encourage you to go out and blow your money. All I'm saying is, it's that you're never gonna find a more secure, safer bet for you. Like, you're going to feel so good when you put that in. You're going to be like, it's going to hit. It's going to hit. You're going to get that, you know, 
I'm not going to go blow your money here, but I'm just saying. It might not be bad, you know, to dabble a little money here on Nick Saban Monday night. And uh, speaking of dabble a little money, I, I, I got a couple other bets this week. You know, betting on week 18, I said this earlier, it's like week 18 is kind of just like a randomness kind of week. It can be the last week of the season. You just, you just got things kind of jumping around. People are not playing. Teams, like we saw with the Eagles, right? Didn't they just kind of gave up at, at halftime or whatever. The Giants were pissed or whatever last year. It, it's just, it's hard. It's a hard thing to bet. The lines are weird or whatnot. Uh, but I got a couple that I like strictly just because of who their coach, who, who their coaches, uh, the, the, the quarterbacks and the meanings of the team. I, I mean, who they're playing against is a big thing too. So we already talked about Alabama. I'm taking them money line. I also give me give me the Pittsburgh Steelers trying to fight with everything that they have left, with every big Ben cheeseburger he's able to squirt out of them. He just needs everything. He needs everything he's got left in the tank. They gotta beat the Ravens. They're three and a half underdogs at Baltimore in a Ravens team that's been in dismay. I mean, just dismay. I, how did the season end up like this? Don't really know. Injuries, I you could say that, but man, losing Lamar was tough. You know, you can point to the couple games, the game against the Steelers, and we're a fourth down call, and then the, the next game, fourth down call. You know, you can look back to both of those and go, you know, maybe it could have gone different, but I don't, I don't think so. I, I still agree with both the calls at the time. I mean, it is what it is. The, the injuries kind of plagued them. Now, is Lamar going to be back? I don't know. Is there, I mean, is there a reason to have Lamar come back? Why not just have Huntley finish out the season? You know, have Huntley finish out the year. But the Steelers still get a shot. Still have a shot. They just need Jacksonville to beat beat, uh, Indianapolis. I don't think that's going to happen. But three and a half here. Three and a half on the road. I think it's a good solid number for a better. You know, I really, really, I love the kicker here. Give me Pittsburgh in a hard-fought game in Baltimore. I, I would love just not, not, I would love just some cold weather, you know, maybe a little muggy, you know, nothing, nothing too bad, but just some colder weather. Give me some hard slobber knocker football. Let Big Ben go out with a win, and, uh, and, and, and I'll take that three and a half there. The other game I like, it's also a play for, for the playoffs. Niners plus four at On the road in Los Angeles, we talked about this football game already. We talked about it's a must-win for the San Francisco 49ers. We also talked about that it has been five in a row, looking to go six in a row. Six in a row is what they're trying to do, the San Francisco 49ers, in four points. On the road, I'll take it. If the Rams win by a field goal, great, because I'm going to take you at four, whereas a great number to get in a divisional a game with a team that has a defense like this, that can run the ball like they can, that has a head coach like Kyle Shanahan. Even if Trey Lance starts, listen, I think I think he he, he can do stuff and make plays outside of the pocket, can get away from your Aaron Donalds and your Vaughn Millers. Jimmy Garoppolo, he ain't going nowhere but down. So give me the Niners plus four. Give me the Steelers three and a half. And we already know about the Alabama money line, folks. It's too easy. It's too easy this week. These are some juicy lines. Nothing gets easier than Alabama. How do you not take Nick Saban as an underdog? Lock it in. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's going to go ahead and do it for me today. I really appreciate you listening. Always do. 
Uh, you know, appreciate you telling your family, friends, loved ones about the show and subscribing. Really do. I hope everyone's, you know, had a good start of the new year so far. Week 18 coming up, you know, 17th game of the year for everyone. First full 17th game schedule. I think it, I think it was great. I had a blast this year. Had a blast doing the podcast. Can't wait to see how Sunday turns out. See what that, you know, what the playoffs officially look like. The Saints gonna be able to make it in. You know, the Jags somehow beat the Colts in the in, in the Steelers slide in that game in that spot, and all of a sudden, Big Ben's still on a ride. I don't know, but I'm excited to watch every second of it. Seven hours of commercial free football only on the Red Zone channel. You can get that. Get yourself another TV. That way you can watch another good game. That's just the way I like to live it. That's what I would suggest to everyone that's just wants to watch some football on some Sundays. Folks, have a great one. I'll see everybody at the beginning of next week after Alabama. Go ahead. It locks me up a plus 115 money line. Lock it in. Here we go. See you then. Peace.